Welcome, Grace Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to a Walking Grace Podcast. It's your girl, Cindy Grace. And yes, men do not only cry, they bleed too. There are so many insecurities men face out there. And most of these insecurities are the ones that we women put on them and also the one they put on themselves simply because they have forgotten who they are and whose they are in Christ. I love what John 12, um, what John said in, in 12, 43, he says, for they love the approval of men rather than the approval of God. So if women and men can stop catering to the worldly standard of muscularity and start embracing scriptural um, standards of what a real man should be, I do believe that our kings will not only reach their heights, but they will be a force to reckon with in this in these times. So today I will be debunking some of this outrageous belief uh, of what a man or real man should be in today's society. So the first belief that I will be debunking today is the belief that men do not cry. A man is not allowed to cry. (laughs) Okay. So it's okay for a woman to express hurt through tears, but it's not okay for a man to do so. Is a man made of wood? Isn't he made of blood? Just like every living, breathing thing is. So why is it not okay for men to express certain hurt through tears? I don't get it. As a child, a father is supposed to instill in you certain manly principles. And those things are done so that you can learn to toughen up as a child in order to face um, the challenges of life. But that doesn't mean that when you grow up and you express certain feelings, that means that you're less of a man. No, because a man is allowed to cry in certain instances. And one of them are when you lose someone, when you lose a, a brother or a mother to the cold hands of death, it's okay. It's okay to, to, to cry when you, when you lose things to misfortunes. It's okay to express that when you have love in your heart for a woman. Yes, my husband did that to me. And that was the very first time I connected with him. That was the first time I saw his soul. That was the first time I knew that this love was genuine and it was real. So when a man expresses love to you and, and, and he shows emotions or tears, that is realness. And, and if you are a man right now and you have a woman, you have not gotten to that place yet. I question that realness. I question that vulnerability. I question if that woman creates a space for you to be yourself. A man is allowed to cry when he's walking his daughter down the aisle. Do you know how nerve wracking it is for a father to raise up a princess in his shelter and all of a sudden loses her to another man, it's nerve-wracking. So I can understand that. It's okay for a man to cry out to God. And I tell, if if you are a a man and you've not reached that place of vulnerability with God, I question your relationship with him. Or maybe life hasn't really gotten you there. But when when life does, you would realize and understand that it's okay to get to that place of tears. 
and you cry out to God as the priest of the home or as, as the priest that you are to seek his help in your life. It's okay. So I want to debunk that thing first of all to say that it is okay for him to cry. As long as blood runs through that vein, it's okay. Another one is this, um, this belief that <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's so crazy, but there's this belief that a man has to have muscles or six pack to look like a man. Does a man's muscle take care of you, your financial needs? Does his muscle do anything for you? Does a man's muscle provide you with the necessary love that you need? Does a man's physique cover you spiritually from the attacks of the enemy? Hmm? Does a man's muscle guide you? Does a man's muscle um, exercise patience with you when you're unbearable as a woman? What does a man's physique, you know, what does a man's physique do for you? In the actual aspect of a need of what a woman really needs. I don't know why they call six packs and muscles sexy. For a real woman, a God-fearing woman, a praying man, a hard-working man is more sexier than your muscles or your six packs. So don't get fooled, sister. Don't get fooled. Oh, man, don't let people fool you into all that nonsense because it's not needed. It's not necessary. You know, that's, that's, that's the real sexy, a praying, hardworking man. If you want to look good, like go to the gym, be buff and everything, do it just for the sake of looking good. Like look good for yourself. If a man is not so handsome as most, because God makes people differently, right? That shouldn't be the reason of selection or that shouldn't be the reason why a man should feel more of a man or less than a man. I mean, if you look at Steve Jobs, all these men that are really pushing things in the world today, they're not your Denzel Washington. And still they're they're like they command a respect, y'all. Right? Your pockets are are handsome and they're fine. And right now with the word now, I'm telling you People, women are looking out for the, the rich pockets and not rich physique, right? So if you want to look pretty, look pretty for yourself and work out to be good. But I don't want that to be a pressure on you or, uh, or a woman to be pressured by it because that's not a need is a want, okay? Now, another belief is that tall men are better than a short man. Really? So size now is a thing for the world. They believe that a tall man has it better than a short man. Have you seen Kevin Hart? Does the size of Kevin Hart affect his pocket, his character, or his success? Does his size make him a more bad man than a tall person, than Michael Jordan, for example? I tell people that it's not the size of a man, but the size of the fight and the God in him. Size don't mean nothing when it comes to success or or being who God has called you to be on this earth. And it's so sad that when it comes to love, that women really consider height. 
It does. And, and there are a lot of women right now that are single because of this. There's a short man that is giving you everything that you need. He's praying. He's hardworking. But you, you can't look past that. You can't look past his height. I mean, it's good to have preferences. Don't get me wrong, sister. If you want a tall man, pray to God for a tall man. But what if God has the Kevin Hart planned for you? So you're just going to miss out on that blessing because you can't get past your wants and desires. Honey, your needs will always triumph your wants and your desires. God's will and purpose for your life will do you more good than what you want. I remember when I was dating my husband and I used to have this thing about um, that my, my, my man has to have an accent. That he has to talk like, you know, what's this guy's name again? He has to talk like Denzel Washington. <laughs> and so, you know, the funny thing is that my husband is none of that. My husband, he has, I call him my local lion. He has the African accent. He is fine like Denzel, but he don't talk like Denzel and that's okay. Because the funny thing is that when I when I when we were dating, I actually told him that. I'm like, oh honey, you talk slow and this and that. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how 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 materialistic that I was? I would tell my husband these things then. And being the wise man that he is, he would he I, I can never forget what he said. He says, honey, that accent does not love you right. A man's accent does not put food on the table. A man's accent does not cover you. I mean, he was just giving it to me. And I was like, you know what, child, honey, when do we get married? <laughs> it's true because wisdom, prayer and hard work triumph, triumphs all these things. Right. So I tell men with 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 a short height, don't don't focus on the materialistic focus on building yourself, focus on what you can offer to the world. Right. Focus on your achievements, because achievement is not a respecter of size. It's not a God is not a respecter of size either. He can bless a short man the same way he can bless a, a tall man. Right. So. Um, I love, I love Kevin Hart. He might be short, but his bank account is short, is short tall. <laughs> and his wife definitely has no problem with it. And so should you. Okay. So the next belief that I want us to debunk is that a man cannot be afraid. A man is not allowed to be scared. And I'm going to say this to protect my sister, but the, the, a sister of mine called me one time and she was worried about the prospect that was coming into her life. And um, I'm not going to mention her name. I know she, she listens to my podcast, but she was worried about, she said that this man was, um, was a man of God. And she was kind of worried about or fearful about how the man was afraid regarding certain things. And then I told her that it's, that it's okay for a man to be afraid, even the ones that believe in God. You as a sister, there, there was a point in your life, or there were so many instances in your life you were fearful. That's part of being human, right? And, and, and I tell people, um, if you look at the Bible, there were so many people who were afraid of their lives. David David slew uh, a giant with, 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 with a slink. But he was on the run for his life, wasn't he? Because people wanted to kill him, but he was on a run. So 
a man exhibiting fear is just a part of humanity. That doesn't mean that he is less of a man or that he has less faith, right? Fear would catch what would get to the best of us eventually in life. But what makes us strong is that we believe that God is on our side. And if you as a woman, you are with a man who is having fear of some sort, God has called you a helper. You help his faith at that moment. That's why God said, iron, sorry, sharpen it iron. So if you're a strong woman in the faith and, and, and you see a man who is, who is not as strong as you are at some point in life, it's your duty to help him get there, right? It's your duty. So don't confuse sometimes, don't confuse stupidity for strength, don't because some men can show um, that they are strong and you see them heading for the rocks. You see them going into the pit of hell. You see them doing things that require strength, but it's not right. Right. And that's what society calls brevity. I, I look at the social media today and I see some of the stunts that people do online and they say, oh, yeah, the guy is brave. That is stupidity. That is not strength. So don't confuse the both. Right. And I tell people sometimes the fear that a man has keeps him alive in certain circumstances. Right. Let's say, for example, if a man is afraid to lose you as a woman, what happens? He will work harder. If a man is, is, is afraid to be poor, he will work harder. Right. If a man is, is afraid to lose his faith, you will see him, he will hang on. If he's afraid to lose God and the covering he gets from God, you would see him do the right thing. He will, he will cling on to God like never before. If a man is afraid to lose his home, his family, he will be more prayerful, right? If a man is, is, is there's so many things that fear sometimes can, can do to help a man. If a man is, is, is afraid to lose, uh, to lose everything he's worked for, he will, he will be cautious of how he goes about his life. I remember the husband that I met that I was dating and the husband that I have now, they're two different things. The husband that I was dating was fearless. He could do anything. But now he applies caution. He doesn't just jump into a fight or jump into an argument. He's like, okay, hold up. I'm the covering of somebody. So I got to be careful on how I go about my life. There are deals that he will not be part of because he has a fear of God in him. There, there are beliefs that he won't go for. There are people he will not allow in his life. There are people he will not follow because he has the fear of God in his life. So fear, the right kind of fear, which I call the fear of God or the fear of, of a loss of something valuable to you will keep you conscious and keep you safe than most. Right. So it's you just have to know how to use this emotions properly. But being afraid as a man is completely normal. You just have to go to God in prayer and read the word of God to remind yourself of who you are to be able to overcome that when it comes. Right. So that is one. And now the the last belief that I also want to debunk is the belief that says that a man has to always be the provider. <laughs> it's a God-given role that a man is supposed to provide, but life can happen to you. Life can happen to anyone. Misfortunes can happen to you. Unforeseen circumstances can happen to you, right? And even in today's world, 
may I just say that yes, it's a man's world, but recently I am noticing that women get more favors, right? It's easier for a woman to go to a company and get a job. Let's say Nigeria right now in Africa, women are kind of a bossing and they're getting things done and they're getting more favors, right? So I can understand where a young man is still coming up in life, but that don't mean that they're less of a man when they're still trying to find their feet in the world. So life can happen to you, but that don't make you less than a man. Now, when even when it even comes to providence or being a provider, God did not call man to provide in the area of dating. Or maybe you just saw a crush and then all of a sudden you need to stop providing for your crush. No, God called a man a provider in the institute of marriage. Mm-hmm. But you'd see in today's world just by dating or winking at a woman, she wants you to donate her kidneys for her or build her a house or buy her Brazilian hair or a car just by just saying, hey, girl, I like you. No, but that's the thing. That's the word right now. That's what we're taught the world to do, that a man is supposed to start providing for you right away. No, it, he was only called to provide in the institute of marriage. But today women be wanting too much and that too much want and materialistic has put pressure on men to start exhibiting husband characters in the area of, 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 of dating. See, when I was dating my husband, I never asked him for a dime. You can ask him if he gave to me, it was just out of the pureness of his heart. Right. It was just, I mean, I say, thank you. I'm like, move on. But I never expected him to start providing, to start giving me husband privileges when he was just still dating me. If you want to see how a man gives, watch the way he gives to his mother. Watch the way he gives to the church. Watch the way he gives to the world. Watch the way he gives to people in the restaurants. But if he doesn't give to you, that don't mean he's selfish. If he gives to you, say yes, but don't put the demand on him like he has to give. He has to pay for your food. He has to do this and buy your Brazilian hair and do all that stuff. You are just dating him. He, there's no... There's no spiritual mandate on his life right now to provide for you. The only mandate he has is, is in the institute of marriage. So let's stop pressuring men. No, 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 no. I know women are going to come for me for this, but that's okay. Get your own while you're still single. Figure out your life. Be a complete whole that completes him. Don't be a half and half. God never called two, two halves to come together. He called two complete whole to come together. So while you're, while you're still in the, in the single um, phase, build yourself up so that you don't put that pressure on the man when he's dating you. Watch the way he gives, see his fruits while he's still with you. If he gives to you, say thank you. But don't expect to put that pressure on him because that's not biblical at all, right? And, 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 and when life hits your husband, let's say, for example, in the institute of marriage, and your husband is no longer in that place of provision as a wife, are you supposed to just give up and go? Didn't God call you a helper, a helpmate? In 1 Corinthians eleven nine, it says, for, in, for indeed man was not created for the woman's sake, but the woman for the man's sake. 
right? It is, it is in Genesis 2, 18, it says, it, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. So when a man is not in the place he's supposed to be, you as a woman should come up as the helper and help him get there. So it's not wrong. Always, It doesn't make him feel less when you come in as a helper to help him. Right. So, and the same thing for marriage, for, for dating, because I'm not going to be like defend the men during dating and not the women. It, uh, when a woman is dating you and she's not giving your wife privileges, don't expect it. No, don't. If she doesn't help you at that moment, it's not her duty. She's called a helper in the institute of marriage and not as a, 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 a girlfriend. She won't give you wife privileges. So in that situation, when you see that your husband is not where he's supposed to be, you're supposed to help him. And that, that could mean you holding it down financially for a while. And that's, that's okay. And when that happens, don't lord it over him. Don't make him feel less than. Encourage him. A wise woman builds her home up, but a foolish one tears it down. Some women just be foolish in that period, making their husband feel less. Like that is so not of God. And you call yourself a a Proverbs 31 woman. You should step in in humility and serve and help in that time. Right? It's funny how we disregard men who are still paying their dues in life. Who are still trying to find defeat in the world. Right? I cannot tell you how many times I've advised women not to look at the size of a man's pocket, but his heart and his vision. Because that is what will sustain you longer, right? I never met my husband, a millionaire. My husband did not have millions in his account when I started dating him, and even till now. But you know, I saw in him, I saw vision in him. I saw a praying man in him. There were certain qualities in a man. There are certain qualities in a man that would last longer. My husband, for me, he saw my heart. He saw that I was a praying woman. There are biblical things, spiritual things that you ought to see in a woman that should sustain you. I feel so sorry for some women who are looking at the now of a man rather than the future of a man. Women who are looking at the, the surface of a man and not the inner God core potential of a man. It takes a wise woman, an only wise woman, to see a U-Haul owner in a truck driver. Not every woman can see far ahead in any man. And sometimes I pray that most women will ask God to help them see what they don't see in a man. Okay. And the, the sad, this is just the sad reality in today's world that we are moved by what we see now and not what God can do in a man in the future. Never underestimate any man out there for God has given them the power to cultivate, till, possess, and own any land. In every son lies a father. In every prince lies a king. When David was a son and the the little boy, no one ever saw the king in him. No one ever believed that he was going to be the king until the time came. So never underestimate any man out there. When you cut a man, he is bound to bleed. 
So you can't disrespect a man. You can't provoke a man and expect him to just not have certain reactions. You can't break his heart and expect him not to show emotions. It's unreal. It's just not realistic because he's human. So we have to be careful on how we handle our kings in this season. So men, please do not let nobody put any pressure on you that God did not put on you. Okay. Rather than succumb to the pressures of this world that makes you feel insecure, I would suggest that you embrace the true godly standard of what a real man is and should be, which is to first seek righteousness above all things. Okay. Seek God first and the rest shall be added to you. Now I have a couple of verses to help you remind yourself of who you are when you find yourself in that situation of insecurities. The first verse um, is Psalms 23, which is the steps of a man are established by the Lord and he delights in his ways. Proverbs 24, 16 says, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of calamity. Proverbs 13, 22 says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. In Psalms 37, he says, better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked money isn't everything my brother but an upright way is proverbs 12 2 says a good man will obtain favor from the lord proverbs 3 4 says you will find favor and good repute in the sight of not just only god but man proverbs 27 um, verse 7 verse 7 says that a righteous man who walks in his integrity how blessed are his sons after him proverbs 15 29 says the lord is far from the wicked but he hears the prayers of the righteous psalms 112 6 says the righteous will be remembered forever and psalms 34 8 says oh taste and see that the lord is good how blessed is the man who takes refuge in him first corinthians 11 3 says but i want you to understand that christ is the head of every man and the man is the head of every woman and god is the head of christ so as long as you put god at, at the forefront as your head trust me you can lead and you can conquer um Psalms um, 112 um, verse 2 says a righteous man, his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generations of the upright will be blessed. Proverbs 10, 3, it says the Lord will not allow the righteous to go hungry. Isaiah 3, 10, it says, say to the righteous that it will go well with them for they will eat the fruit of their actions. In Proverbs 18, 16, it says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. It's not the size of your pocket. It's not the size of you as a man, whether you're tall or short. It is the size of the God in you. It is the size of the fight in you. It is the size of God's mighty blessings and gift in you and his hands upon your life. And lastly, Proverbs 11, he says, Proverbs 11, 8, he says, the righteous is delivered from trouble, but the wicked takes his place. So my dear, these are the standards to live by and not the world's. Okay. So I just hope that this um, has helped a lady or a man 
um, a lady who was struggling to really put this into perspective and a man who's been a prisoner of the world's insecurities. I just hope this brings liberation to you. And uh, yeah, until next time, remain blessed, know who you are and who you are, and I'll see you on the next episode. Please head over to iTunes to rate and review this podcast. We appreciate you sharing and being a part of this community. Until next time, keep living your best life. And remember, your gifts will make room for you when you make room for God. Do better because you know better.